Nothing here is real. We are living in a simulation. Don't believe me? Good. We'll start from there. Episode 12 Interludicrous. So this is a weekend, so no planned prompt today. Maybe a little less sinister voice. Hard <laughs> to say. I go where the I go where the the the, the non-existent script tells me to. But uh, a bit of behind the scenes, I think, is what I'm going to explore today. A little bit about I'm, I'm going to explore what makes me think of this idea of of the idea of of a simulation. Why it even occurs to me, and what. I don't know if I, I want to say what I hope to get out of this, because it, it is its own reward just to do these fun things. But, um, and I don't remember when I first thought of the simulation, but I've got to I've got to credit the Matrix, at least a little bit, for popularizing the idea. Um, it was, and and the Matrix itself, the the Matrix movies, uh, I still haven't seen the fourth one. I I I've been I've been dying to just not having the time to. So I'm not exactly sure how they decided to effectively end the series. Um you know, they had a full trilogy and now they do one more. It's a trilogy in four parts for all of you Douglas Adams fans. But in the in the originals um one of the interesting things was the levels of the simulations they were talking about in the matrix. Um, there was of course the simulation that we most, most recognize, which is that, um, you know, the, the so-called real world, uh, in which, uh, it resembles very much our world. And, um, once Neo and others who know what the simulation is like, but it particularly seems that Neo is, is capable of this more than most strangely. And I'm not sure what the distinction necessarily is there. Um, but, they're they're able to manipulate the simulation um, in small smaller ways. They can do things like bring lots of guns. Um, they can create doors or doorways, exits in or out. They can use the communication system to communicate between the inside of the simulation and the outside of the simulation. So one of the the hopes here is kind of the scientific one, which is not about knowledge but about action. It's about the idea that if we were able to perceive that we are living in a, in a simulation or a matrix, um, we would be able to find where those edges are and start to pull on them. Um, earlier this year, one of the many great books that I listened to was the, I want to say the third book in the Babaverse, maybe the fourth book. Uh, and in that one, there's an entire uh, civilization which is living in a very large, what do I want to call it? The, the image always came to mind was like the, 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 um, the planet-sized orbital tapeworm. <laughs> Although I don't think it actually did loop around multiple times. It felt like this giant orbital station that looped around the sun multiple times. Again, I don't think it actually looped more than once. It was potentially going to loop more than once. Um, and uh, the, internally in this space station, uh, 
Um, there was a world created to house this particular species of being. Uh, and the world was physical. It, it did ex actually exist in a tangible way, but it really was a simulation. It really was a, uh, a world that was constructed to contain them and to curtail some of their violent urges, as it turns out, uh, as well as to, to keep the species from stagnating. Partially to stop the species from killing itself, but also to not go so far as to create them uh, a, a space where they would also die out or have no further um, growth. And so it was a very interesting book. And, and again, that was a different kind of simulation. It, it was still tangible in the real world, but everything about the simulation or everything about their lives was manufactured. And sure enough, once people were aware that they were in a, simu a simulation, um, they started to sort of take it apart. But in, in the active sense, in the active sense of science, um, you know, the Matrix demonstrates this very well. It becomes a superhero. Um, there's no real reason for it. And, and in many ways, it is a violation of the simulation to do so unless those allowances were somehow there. And he has access to the raw code is the, the intimation there. Um, but you could do a lot of, you know, amazing things if you could, you could see what simulation you're in. There is the other side of science. That's the sheer knowledge, the sheer knowledge of it all, the, the idea that, that you could see that. Uh, and kind of understand the true world. Now, that's I mentioned there's one simulation in the, in the Matrix, or that's one of the simulations. The other one is actually the, the simulation of the real world. Because um, if you watch the Matrix movies, uh, and you look at how they call what they call the real world and how it interacts, um, it does not interact in the way that we think our real world does. And this is a very interesting distinction that I don't think many people pick up on in the Matrix is that the real world that they're positing is not our real world. It actually has other elements of physics, other elements of technology, other elements of how people exist that do not exist in our real world. And that, you know, the, one of the things that gets picked on a lot is that, oh, but how ludicrous that human beings are used as batteries. You know, that was the, the notion of what the, the machines were doing, restoring human beings and using their energy. But that only is, is ludicrous if you actually say or actually believe that the real world they emerge in, the human beings that are there, are actually just like us, which for certain purposes they want to present them like that. But they do write in story elements where that's not actually true. Um, some of the things that Neo does outside of the Matrix don't make any sense. The simplest one is when he is able to stop a wave of robots by holding up his hand. There is no way that he should be able to do that. They don't recognize him. He doesn't control the, the inner workings of the Matrix at that moment. Supposedly, he's disconnected, but yet somehow he is able to command them. Uh, there's also a whole question about death and living in the Matrix, uh, in the non-Matrix world. And, of course, there's also Agent Smith who overwrites a person, a real-life person, with uh, the computer personality. And there's a good question about what that actually means and what does it mean for the human beings that are there. So there's those kind of levels of, of the matrix as well. Now, that may not have been intended. That could be a side effect that I'm reading into it. But it is uh, an interesting question about what reality really is like.
when we run into problems in our reality, uh, you know, is it because our theories are wrong? Most of the time, we do believe that to be true, but maybe it is because uh, the reality is not as our theories can predict. And our theories may be correct, even though they contradict other things we seem to know. Now, one of the one of the most important things about any element of exploration, uh, philosophically speaking, is how you can how you can posit things in that alternate reality that could not be true in ours. Uh, one of my favorite examples comes from mathematics, and of course, uh, I've mentioned it before: imaginary numbers. Imaginary numbers uh, begin their 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 existence based on something that cannot be true. The square root of minus one makes no sense. Uh, square root of no of any negative number makes no sense. There are no negative numbers when multiplied to against each other will produce a positive. Uh, or sorry, no negative no pair of uh, no pair of identical numbers when multiplied by themselves will produce a negative. That's really the way to put it. Um, so it can exist, and yet uh, imaginary numbers takes this this concept and says, well, if it did exist, what could we do with it? And uh, that's also where I think it's important to consider what a simulation might do for us. Uh, we may also create our own simulations later on, if, even if we don't have them yet. I'm pretty sure that we're going to do that. Uh, and because we will do that, it's kind of useful to explore the possibilities. Just as online worlds right now, just as, as simple text chat introduces something which does not exist in our reality and changes how we interact with one another. It changes how, uh, how we function as a society. It changes how we are able to do things. That is a virtual reality. That is a, a, a simulation in some ways. Uh, it obeys its own rules. It has its own uh, uh, structures, its own ways of interacting. Uh, and it, it introduces things that do not exist in our world. And yet we do that on a regular basis and don't think twice about it. So examining what the possibilities of a, a simulation might be, I think, is a very useful way to overcome the limitations of the reality we actually are in. Uh, and while it may not necessarily turn into the physical reality that most assume a simulation is based on, I think the informational reality that it generates is every bit as valid and perhaps even more profound. Because think about it, we're creating things that do not exist and maybe even cannot exist by simply stating we would like them to exist in our minds. But don't worry, it's very likely that none of this is real. Talk to you again tomorrow.